Yo, podcast legends, we are back on for another episode today. Had a couple of questions this week, both from some of my clients who I'll be getting to listen to this and from a couple of DMs as well about RPE and the RPE scale. So I thought I'd record this little episode to go over how I, I guess what my version of RPE is, because everyone's is a little bit different, and how I prescribe it within my programming, both for strength training and for energy systems or cardio training. So my version of RPE, what it stands for to me is relative perceived effort. So relative, and this is the big part that I actually love about RPE, is it means it's relative to the self and the situation. So firstly, RPE is relative to ourself. So ourself is how we feel on any given day. The available energy we have in our body on any given day. The situation is the task at hand. What are we actually about to complete? So to use strength training as an example, doing a set of 10 reps of an exercise is going to be very different to doing two reps of an exercise. To use energy systems or cardio, if we were doing a 30 second sprint, that's going to be very different than going for a 90 minute cycle or a 90 minute run. So we're adjusting our output relative to ourself, how we feel, and the situation, the task at hand. So it's fairly easy to understand when it comes to strength training. The scale I use is just from five to 10. Like five, it means it's basically a warm-up weight. I don't use numbers one to four in my version of it. I just use numbers five to 10. So the easiest way to think of it is reps in reserve. So a six out of 10 RPE for strength training would mean that you have four reps in reserve. Six and four equals 10. A seven RPE would mean you have three reps in reserve. Seven and three equals 10. So what that means is if you're doing five reps of an exercise at a seven RPE, we want the weight to, to mean that on that fifth rep, when you perform that fifth rep of the set, at a seven RPE, you could maybe do three more reps. If you're doing 10 reps, that's obviously going to be a different weight because we want the 10th rep to feel like we could maybe do three more reps on the final rep. So when we look at energy system training, I, again, I use the, the, the numbers five to 10, five would be a warm up, six RPE for energy system training. I basically use that for my low intensity aerobic delivery delivery style training. So traditionally speaking, that would correlate somewhere in heart rate zone two. So it's a low intensity aerobic effort where we're over delivering oxygen. So if you think of the supply and the demand of oxygen, we're always uh, supplying and, and utilizing a certain amount of oxygen, depending on the intensity. At that low intensity aerobic work, we want to be over delivering, so we're delivering much more oxygen than what we're using 
to to perform that effort. So that's going to be like generally speaking your longer duration. Like you might go for a, it's when you go for a if you're into your road cycling when you go for a, a 60 90 minute pedal at RPE six. We're going to look for that heart rate to be somewhere in zone two, generally speaking. Uh, a seven RPE, I don't really use seven RPE that much for energy system training, but it would obviously be, a, it's a little bit higher intensity than your RPE six. So we might look that the heart rate is somewhere in that sort of zone three range on an RPE seven. Uh, an RPE eight for energy system training this is where, when I start to use sort of eight and nines RP, eight and nine RPEs in my energy system programming is generally when we're using an RPE or an eight or a nine, it's for interval work. So as an example, like an, an RPE eight, generally speaking, we might see that the heart rate is coming up into that zone four, like somewhere around that lactate threshold. But if we're performing some interval work, at an eight RPE, what we should see ideally is we can match the output each effort. So that doesn't mean it's easy. It means it's gonna be very hard. It's a very hard effort, but ideally we should see that there's not too much of a drop off in terms of output over, say, as an example, say you were gonna do five by 500 meter row repeats if you hit your first one at a 145 pace, then ideally that last effort is only a few seconds slower at, at the worst. If your first one is a 145 and your last one is a two minutes and you can't maintain that pace, it's probably not an RPE8. 145 is probably not an RPE8 for you. RPE8 for you, it's probably more like an RPE9 because you can't actually match that output for a repeated effort. So that's generally where I'll program like an RPE8 and that's that's the way I think of an RPE8. It's really fucking hard and you'll be huffing hard at the end of an RPE8, RPE8 effort. But after the rest period, we should be able to match that output again for a repeated effort. An RPE9, that's when we're starting to get up into the higher intensity. So we might see, depending on the length of the interval on an RPE9, that heart, if we're looking, if we're correlating that somewhere in, the, in a heart rate zone, it's potentially gonna be above lactate threshold or somewhere around that zone four heart rate zone, maybe potentially getting up above that into zone five slightly again, depending on the effort. But with an RPE9, the way I look at it is, it's harder than an RPE eight, obviously. If it's interval work and they're back-to-back -back efforts with a rest period, then we we'll, might see that there's a slight drop off. The intensity is that high that we can't quite match it each effort. So there might be a little bit of drop off each effort on repeated intervals. Then your RPE 10, the only time we really use an RPE 10 RPE 10 is race pace. So if you're actually going in a race, you're obviously going as hard as you possibly physically and mentally can for the given duration of the event. So that's obviously a 
a 10 out of 10, or it would be if it was a single max effort, if we were doing a time trial. So some of my clients will use like a 2K time trial on the rower as an example. So when we do that, it's just one effort. They're not, they're not gonna do it twice. They're not gonna back it up. They're just gonna complete a warm up, and then they are going full send for a 2K time trial on the rower. So when you know you don't have to repeat it, you don't have to back it up, you just gotta leave it all on the, on the, on the table and go full send, that would be a 10 out of 10 RPE. So for the most part in my energy systems training, I'm either prescribing a six, so it's a low intensity aerobic delivery, or it would be like an eight or a nine somewhere for the higher intensity interval work, depending on the duration of the interval and depending on the capacity of the athlete that I'm, I'm working with. So the whole idea of the RPE scale is to auto-regulate our output based on our available energy on, every, on any given day. So to use the strength uh, example, if you completed a session in the gym last week and you were well recovered, you'd hit your nutrition, you'd had eight hours sleep, you were feeling low level of stress in your overall life, and you came in and you hit, as an example, 100 kilos for, for five reps on your deadlift and you smash it. Then you come into the gym this week and you just found out that your grandma died yesterday. You've only had five hours sleep. Maybe you forgot to hydrate. Maybe you're not feeling crash hot in today's session. You can come in and you can complete five reps at an eight RPE. This week, when you feel like trash, an eight RPE for five reps for you on this given day might only be 80 kilos. And that is completely fine. You do not have to add weight every single week, every single session. The, we're just, the whole idea of the RPE scale is we're actually becoming more in tune with our body. So how do we actually feel? Uh, we, we don't have to put an expectation on ourselves to hit a particular number and potentially dig ourselves a hole or risk injury when we're excessively fatigued and or stressed from various other factors in our life. So that's the whole idea of the, the RPE, scale. RPE scale is we're becoming more in tune with our body. So when we start our sessions, like, okay, how do I actually feel today? Like, have I hit my nutrition? Have I had a good night's sleep? Am I well hydrated? Am I feeling, how am I feeling in terms of other stresses in my life? Just take a bit of a check and then we can adjust depending on how we feel in that situation. So same with energy systems training, like to use myself as an example, like I most of my low intensity, like six RPE, zone two d delivery work, I like to do it on either the assault bike or the rower because I know I can maintain a much more consistent heart rate for the given duration when I'm on a fixed modality. 
where I live, there's there's no such thing as a flat road around Yakandanda, so there's hills everywhere. So it's it's difficult to go on a mountain bike ride, even if you just go on a road or the rail trail around here and keep your heart rate like within a five beat window. It's even though it might be in zone two, it's gonna fluctuate a lot. You might drop down to 120 in zone one, you might go up to 140, and it's very, it still can be very up and down. So I like to do my low intensity work on a fixed modality. I can just smash it out. I don't have to do it for excessively long durations. I might do a 30 minute or a 45 minute effort. Sometimes they're even a 20 minute or a 15 minute effort, depending on how much time I've got but I know that I can stick to a very tight heart rate range and a consistent output for that given duration. So some days, if I was just to use heart rate as a target for that workout, and I was to say, okay, my heart rate zone two, the upper end of my heart rate zone two is about 140 to 147 beats at the, the top end. If I was just to follow heart rate, some days, honestly, that would be too hard for me for what I'm actually looking to get out of it. But those workouts should be very easy, very, very easy. You shouldn't feel like you're breathing hard. To use the talk test analogy, like you should be able to easily speak six words at least in a conversation without having to draw breath in those like lower intensity aerobic delivery workouts when our heart rate's like in around that zone too. So some days when I, for whatever reason, whether it's I'm under recovered, fatigued, stressed, whatever it might be, I struggle to nose breathe or maintain a conversation when my heart rate's at 145. Some days for me in those workouts, I just sit my heart rate on 125 because I can nose breathe very relaxed and easily maintain that. Some days on a good day, I can sit it on 147 in the top end of zone two and same thing. I can nose breathe, I could have a conversation and I can do that very easily. But when I use the RPE scale, I adjust that. I'm not defined by a particular heart rate range. I don't have to hit a particular heart rate number to gain a benefit from that training session. So I adjust that based on how I feel on each given day. It's the same when we come to do our energy system training on intervals. A nine RPE on a 500 meter row repeat, again, when you're recovered and have all your ducks in a row, you've got a low level of stress in your life and you're feeling 100%, it's probably going to be quite a bit faster or your output will be higher intensity than a day when you are fatigued or you've got a high level of stress in your life. But using the RPE scale, RPE scale you can be aware of that and you can adjust your output based on how you feel on that given day. So like using a recovery score or how we feel, how we think we feel, isn't always the best indicator. Like I've actually, again, to use myself as an example, and I've had clients experience this as well. I'm sure you probably had if you're listening to this. 
some days, like I've walked into the gym thinking like honestly, almost about to skip the session, like just not feeling it at all, but I'm like, I'm still gonna fucking train. I'm gonna go and I'm just gonna get it done. And I start lifting the weight and I'm like, holy fucking shit, this feels light. So, and I, I honestly, maybe that's mental because I come into that session with no expectation and I'll, I'll trace back around to that in a minute, but whatever it might be, you generally speaking, you'll know like once you've warmed up and you start hitting your, your working sets, you pretty much know in a strength workout how the sessions are gonna go. The reality is some days you have good days, some days you don't. So I've learned when the weight feels light, I, I send it. I'll hit some heavy sets and maybe hit a PB or add, add like 15% compared to what I did last week maybe, if I'm feeling it. Then I will have days where I come in and again, this is maybe where the mental part of it comes in. I'll have a session where, I, where the weight felt light and I crushed it. So then the next session, I'll be like, fuck yeah, I, like that felt so good last session. I'm going to send it today. I'm hitting a PB for sure. I'm putting 10 kilos on that. And you take your first set and you're like, oh my God, that feels like 200 kilos. And you've only got 80 on the bar. Again, maybe it's the expectation. Maybe it's placing that expectation on myself coming into, into the session, saying, thinking that I'm going to crush it. And then when it doesn't feel that good, it doesn't work out. My point is, you can't, sometimes how we feel is going to dictate our output. But not all the time. Like sometimes we trick ourselves. Our mind plays tricks on us. So you could potentially come into a session feeling like shit and have one of the best sessions of that training block that's going to really move you forward. And the opposite can also be true. But the reality of it is, you're never gonna know until you start the session. So that's the whole idea of the RPE scale. It's just becoming more aware of how we feel on any given day and adjusting our output based on the situation or the task at hand. That's it, it's that simple. So. If we're feeling good, we can go for it. We can send it. If we're not, that's okay too. We still train, doesn't mean you don't have to train. It just means you adjust your output. Now, obviously, if you, if you're, if you start to see patterns emerging and your numbers aren't progressing the way we would like them to, like obviously, we want to be getting stronger. We want to be getting faster at our energy systems training, producing more output, being able to maintain a higher intensity for longer on whatever it is that we're doing, whether it's running, rowing, cycling, salt bike, whatever it looks like. If the numbers aren't going the way we want them and we start to see a pattern emerging that the workouts aren't getting easier and our results aren't getting better, then obviously we need to take stock and change. We need to change something, simple. Where there's obviously too much stress coming into the bucket and not enough recovery. Whatever that might be from, whether it's from training stress, 
life stress, all of those other things, we need to adjust things. But generally speaking, when the athlete is actually doing the work in terms of their recovery, like they're actually monitoring how much food they're taking in, uh, and I don't mean like you have to be weighing every morsel of food, but you actually know that you're eating enough, you're hitting your protein target, you're hitting your calorie target consistently, hydration, electrolytes, sleep, and you're managing stress, you're aware of how your perceived stress affects you and you've got some plans in place to mitigate that, whether it's gratitude, breathing, um, meditation, like whatever you want to call it, then we're going to see that the results are going the way we want them to. If they're not, well, I should say, if you're not addressing all of those other areas, nutrition, being aware of your nutrition, your hydration, your sleep, your stress management, then it's probably wishful thinking to think that you're just going to come into each session and crush it and, and, and have a, like this linear progression forward through each training block. So again, if we're providing the inputs, our nutrition, our hydration, our sleep, our stress management, that supports our training load and the other stresses in our life, then yes, we should see that our output progresses in a, in a somewhat linear fashion. It's never gonna be linear, but if that pattern starts to emerge that it's going the other way, then obviously, that's when we need to reassess and and maybe look at regressing the volume and the intensity of the training program and or addressing some of those other areas like nutrition, hydration, sleep, so they can feel, so that athlete can feel more recovered coming into their workouts. So that's pretty much it in a nutshell for RPE. If you are one of my clients, you will, and you're listening to this, you'll be, uh, you've already been exposed to it, and you know all about it. If you're not, and you're going to potentially sign up to one of my programs in the future, that's what you can expect. That's how all of my programming is prescribed. There's an RPE rating for all of the strength exercises, and an RPE rating for all of the cardio exercises of the energy system training, whether it be a long duration, steady state effort, or whether it be interval work. There'll be a, an RPE number there that gives you a guide to base your output on for that session. Now, the other thing I educate my clients on and coach my clients on is it's also totally okay. Like, I'm not saying that I'm definitely not saying that we have to train every day in every situation, no matter what, and just adjust our output. Like there is gonna be some days when we're way better off skipping a session or regressing the session completely. So I'm happy to say that my, my uh, clients that I work with, that I've been working with on like on a personalized program for a decent amount of time, they have the confidence to adjust their program. Like they know like when they're feeling a bit cooked, 
without even having to ask me, they will adjust the RPE based on how they feel if they've if they're either under recovered or if they've had something to go down and they know it's not a good day to be performing interval work as an example like intervals are when you're going full send on interval work they're super stressful on your body so they're not you don't want to be complete in an interval session when you're feeling like you're on the cusp of getting run down or being excessively fatigued so again it just comes back down to the skill of the athlete like as an athlete the more experienced we are then the better we're going to be able to utilize the rpe scale if you've never heard of the rpe scale or you've never used it before it's going to sound a bit weird like i always get clients ask me when they first start a program potentially they've never um followed a structured program before they'll ask me like what weight do I need to use for that exercise and I'm like well I can't tell you that like I can't just tell a person that I've only just met what weight they should be using for that exercise because there's such a broad range obviously in terms of people's experience and their level of strength so that's the whole idea of training consistently and once you start using the RPE scale and you've got more experience, you've got more data from yourself to know roughly what's a weight you should be using for a certain exercise or what's a pace or intensity you can maintain on your energy system training, whether, that, whether you're using running, you're cycling, your assault bike, your rowing, whatever it might be, the more consistent you are with your training, the more data you will have on yourself and you will know, okay, I'm about to hit five by 500 meter repeats, repeats at a nine RPE. I'm pretty sure I can hold a, one, a 145 pace across all of those efforts. If you've never done them before, you're probably gonna come in and you're like, oh, I'm gonna send this. You'll go, you'll hit a 140 on your first effort and you'll just drop anchor and blow out, gas out, and you'll be flapping off the back of the row like a wet tea towel on that, that final effort because you haven't got the experience there to, to know exactly. So it, it simply just comes, comes back to consistency and being aware of how we feel. Those two things, being consistent with our training and actually being in tune with how we feel and then actually tracking your output. So not just doing random workouts all of the time without recording any of your output. Like if you train if you're working out your own program for yourself at home, like you've really like you want to be tracking your output, tracking your results, whether it's the weights you used or the outputs on your energy system training, you want to be tracking it because then you've got that data. So you know what an RPE nine is for you. You know what an RPE six is for you, like roughly, generally speaking. So you've got ballpark windows to work in. And then the goal is that we progress them. But when we've got no data, when we don't know, when we're just doing random workouts and we're making shit up as we go, and we're not even recording it, pretty freaking hard to actually know where you are and how to get yourself to progress. So that's just a little tip if you are working your stuff out for yourself. That's the 
I guess all my clients who are on a program, it's all done within the app, within the Race Ready app. They track all their results. It's all logged in there for them. So it's pretty easy to look back and see how they're progressing. The app actually tells you like when you save a workout, if you whether you've hit a PB, a volume or a, a weight PB on your strength exercises, tells you all of that stuff, which is really cool as well. But again, for those of you at home, that's a super simple tip is actually just tracking your stuff, like tracking your stuff and then think about if you've never heard of the RPE scale before, think about how you can apply it to your own training. Because um, I personally think it is a super valuable tool, super valuable tool that we can utilize in our training. So that's it for me now. I've probably gone on a little bit too long, but I think we've covered it all. So that is it for today. I hope you all get to go out. It's a Friday today when I recorded this, so I'll have it up in a couple of hours. So hopefully you get to go out shred some trail on the weekend. We've had a bit of rain around the northeast of Victoria this week, so the trails are looking prime time. Hopefully you get out to enjoy them, and we will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now.